handout I sent? Yes, I did. Amen. I, I pray everybody got it and was okay with it. Uh, I know that, um, um, and I'll tell you in just a minute, we are live and we thank God for being live. Hallelujah. Such a wonderful day outside, a beautiful day outside, rather warm. But uh, we want to thank God for your presence as we praise God and worship and adore him for being God and God alone. So, Lord, we thank you right now. This is uh, AJS Ministry, Lord, and we are going live right now in the name of Jesus to give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory. This is Elder Anton and Elder Jennifer Seals on our weekly AJS Ministry, weekly Bible class with Smith's Wigglework. And we're now into chapter 16. This is our 16th week. Hallelujah. We've only had one week where we didn't have class. And I thank God for you all continuously being so supportive and encouraging. Uh, I uh, apologize uh, only because I am learning. And I am not ashamed to tell you uh, that this lesson, I've taught a lot of Bible classes. I've taught a lot of lessons in, in the Bible. Uh, the Smith Wigglesworth book is a personal challenge. Um, and let me just say that to you. It's not just going through the lesson and, and, and learning and teaching, but it's really being led in the Holy Ghost and by the Holy Spirit. And, and it's, when it's when it's this personal, uh, and I want us to understand it as I go into prayer. In fact, let me pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you all the praise, honor, glory. I exalt you because you are God and God alone. And beside you, there is none other. And there's so much to learn, oh God. There's so much yet that we need to discover about uh, who you are in us, oh God, and, and who we are in you. Hallelujah. Lord, that you would open our minds and our hearts, oh God. And, and though we believe, oh God, there's still so many more depths of your understanding that we thirst for. And so, Lord, I thank you for every member that's on this line. I thank you for Willa May. I thank you for Emma Scott. I thank you for Charlie May. I thank you for Clarence. I thank you for James Young, who's at work today and not able to be on. I thank you for the sacrifices of my wife, Jennifer Nelson Seals, oh God, as Elder Seals continues, oh God, to be so supportive to everything that I do. I thank you for my family. I thank you, God, for all that you're doing, seen and unseen, oh God. And to each of you to know that as we study this lesson on faith, it is the spirit of the living God that the mustard seed faith is, is, the, is the spirit of the living God. And so, Lord, I thank you right now that you are in the midst of all that we do, that you be glorified and exalted because you are God and God alone. And beside you, Lord, there is none other. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for this lesson, that we open our spirit our, our hearts and minds. Devil, I rebuke you and I cast you out by the power of the living word of God, that there be no distractions, no interruptions with the internet services, no interruption with the, the digital transformation of information, oh God, just everything work according to your plan, for this is your word, and we're mindful to give you all the praise. This Tuesday, July 6th, chapter 16, the way to overcome, and maybe the reason this lesson was so difficult for me was because it is all about overcoming in the name of Jesus. This, I thought, and truthfully, to be honest with, with those of you that have been in class with us for these many weeks or 
in the last five or six weeks, I just want to encourage you, if you're on Facebook Live, I want you to know that that this word is a is an alter life-altering changing word. Anytime you can spend time in the word, 15, 16 weeks in Bible class and go to Sunday school and search the more for Jesus, expect your change to come. Expect a miracle. Expect what God says. Believe it. Oh, just don't, don't talk about it, but believe it. Even believe it when you don't see it, because it's invisible. The word you can't see, you can't understand in God's ways is so much. We are yet to understand who we will be until he returns and or until we get to heaven. And be, but God, he reveals bits and pieces of it to us by the power of this word. The greatest power is faith that works by love. In other words, God is telling us as we open up this chapter on, on page 165, it says the way to overcome, and he talks about the greatest power is faith that works with love. That's not faith that works. Uh, faith without works is dead. That's true. That's true because God wants us to work, but it is, it is, you are saved by grace, but it is by faith that you believe. Hallelujah. So you can't work for this. This is a gift that God gives us. And I want us to be clear that, that this, this gift is a spiritual gift. It's a quickening that is not of this earthly realm. That is not of the presence of who you think you are, who you want to be. This is all about the presence of God. And so Lord, we thank you right now for the manifestation of your word to do a mighty work in the name of Jesus, each one of us, that you would move God to do a great work in each soul that's on this line right now. God, have your way that the spirit is moving. He that overcometh the word believes Jesus is the son of the living God. So when we confess in Romans 10, uh, and let's just for a moment, just go back a little bit. He says in verse 10, uh, chapter 10, Romans uh, 8, 10 and 8. He says, and I am 90. In other words, the spirit of God, the spirit through Jesus Christ, it is Jesus. Jesus is God. God is Jesus. He's the Holy Spirit. He is the son of the living God. He came in flesh. And when we confess believing in our hearts, we're saying, we're saying that we've overcome because we believe in Jesus. We believe in the word of God. We believe because the word is not just his word, but it's the spirit of God, it's the breath of God. I'm going to show you, show you this today where the uh, scholars talked about the Ruach of God, the Ruach of God, the breath of God. And it goes all the way back to Zechariah when the angel speaks to you. I want you to know that that Holy Spirit will send angels to speak to you. It'll send messages to you through the middle of the night. It'll quicken your spirit because it's the word of God that's coming. And sometimes that word is coming through other people that prophesy a word. Uh, they don't have to be a prophet per se. They could just have the uh, apostolic gift, meaning the spirit of the living God is upon you and you have different gifts. So if you go back and you look at verse uh, chapter 13, he talks about chapter 12. He talks about the different gifts. Chapter 13 talks about love. And so when we talk about Corinthians, we want to talk about the love of God today, but we're not going to go study love. We're going to study the fact that love worketh. They said this love of God, he said the greatest power of your faith is the believing in the word of God but it is by the love of God. Oh, Brother Seals, why do you say that? Because God is love. And, and so if God is love and everything that we're doing is about the love of God, then let us rejoice in his love. Let us rejoice in the fullness of his glory. Let us rejoice in the fact that he is God and God alone. So we go to the text today in, in our book, and I have it on screen and I also have it here. And so I'm going to ask you, if you would, go to page 160. 
65. And I want to do something a little bit different today. Uh, I would like, because it's only three pages, but it's uh, to me, this is probably one of the most in-depth uh, parts of the teaching because the way to over overcome is not only to know the word, but to know that this is Jesus Christ speaking to you, that it is the power of the word that you believe that Jesus is the son of the living God. And so it, it, to me, that rang something in my spirit where it took me to to First uh, John 5 and 4, which is the first verse that this opens up with, if I'm not mistaken, let me put my glasses back on. And so it takes us to 1 John 5. And so 1 John 5, if you read the whole text, it's, it's rather long, but the points that I pulled out for you that are referenced, I pulled out, excuse me, for whosoever is born. Look, can I get somebody to read that first, the first two paragraphs down to where it stops at 2 Corinthians 1.20? Can I get somebody to volunteer to do that today? Hallelujah. Anybody? I see you, for brother man. I see you come on mute. God overcometh the world, even our faith. Who, who he is, who he, who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the spirit that bears witness because the spirit is true. For there are three that bears record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And there, and these three are one. Amen. Whoever believes Amen. in me, John, go on. Yeah, go ahead. Whoever believes in me, John 7 and 38, gives us the assurance that whosoever believes in me as the scripture says, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. And this deserves a big yes and amen. Amen. Oh, amen. And so so what we, I, I'm not sure what you were reading from, because I wanted you to read out of, out of the page 165. <laughs> oh, at the book. Yeah, you were reading the scripture. Okay, That's okay. The sheets. I'm sorry. That's all right. That's all right. And so that's okay. That 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 what I wanted us to do is now let's look at one John five that says, and for whatsoever is born of God overcometh what? The world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world of faith. And so that, that's what you just got the reading. And so who is who is this 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 victory that overcometh the world, even our faith? And so what I wanted to do is try to break this down so that we could understand what is Wigglesworth really telling us. And if you go to page 165, he said, now let's take a look at 1 John 5. The greatest weakness in the world today is unbelief. And that's truly where the world is today. We're, we're in this place called unbelief. Amen. We're in this place. I'm mute. Mm. We're seeing that God is saying over and over and over again in the world that that we are the children of God. And, and if we are the children of God, then heirs of God. And so one of the problems in the world today is that the world has become so disconnected with the word of God that the people are living outside of the will of God. And so here we say that this unbelief is unbelief and trusting in obeying 
the word of God, which is the faith that we say that we have. Thou faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The hope is the blessed assurance of God's word. It's assurance. It's, it's believing without all measures that, that this faith that I have says I can have now love, faith, and hope. And because each one of those are different gifts, each one of those are different dimensions of the relationship you have with God, that my hope is in Christ, but my faith is what opens the door of possibilities because I'm, I'm believing that his word is true and I'm hoping that it, and believing at the same time in my hope, that is assurance that it will come about, hallelujah. And so he says with this unbelief is so discouraging, it's so destructive that it is one of the worst effects of mankind is our disbelief. And so then he goes on and he says, the greatest power is the faith that works by love. Love, mercy, and grace are bound eternally. And, and that word love is the love of God because he is love. Mercy, because he doesn't give us what? what does he give us what we deserve or does he give us uh, his love? He, gives, he loves us so much that he forgives our sins. Yes, the Lord will allow us to go through um, the, the the valleys of the shadow of death. Yes, the Lord will let us go through all kind of worldly experiences, not just because you've done something wrong either, because it draws you closer to him. These 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 battles, the many of the afflictions of the righteous, the, the righteous spirit is living in the truth of God that you're obeying and living for God, and it's the right standard of God. In other words, you're keeping the covenant of God. You're keeping the 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 the, the promises and the vows that he that you made in the covenant that he gave to us that we vow to obey and obey his word so we come as a living sacrifice to give ourselves as a living sacrifice before the lord and so as we give ourselves today as a living sacrifice in this word i want us to cast out any fear any doubt that could come in your mind even right now satan i bind you in the name of jesus because we want to be in the spirit realm for this teaching even the more god because you showed me some things that I had never seen before. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, for fear is the opposite of faith. And I already knew that. You know that. You know that the fear is opposite of faith. You know that hate is opposite. Evil is opposite of love and good. And so, so here we know that there is fear. There is no fear in the love of God. And we're going to get into the text in just a minute. Those whose hearts are filled with a divine faith. I'm on page 165, the first paragraph. Those whose hearts are filled with a divine faith. Divine faith is the presence of God. It is the holiness of his word. It is the predestination of the word that says, I have given you this gift called faith, and I am love. And the word divine meaning royalty of God, the presence of sovereignty, the glory of God has been purified. So this is a love that has no question in their hearts. We have no more questions. I can't question God. I just now have to trust you. I can't just, yeah, we, human nature is going to question you because I share with you that the enemy in your mind is enmity. It's the enemy in your mind that does not and cannot and will not accept the presence of the spirit of God nor the word of God. And so you have to feast on this word. You got to have an appetite. You got to want a desire to eat of this word, eat of this bread, because it is feeding us spiritually so that we can overcome the things of this world, so that we can live in this world, but not of this world. We can be 
in this world and know that this pandemic is running rampant, but believing by God that we're healed and saved and sanctified and set apart by the blood of Jesus. The blood over the doorstep is no longer blood. It's the presence of the glory cloud of God all around you. And so that presence of God that that that, that says that I am with you always. And so for, for those, verse 5, 1 John 5 and 5 on your handout, who is that that overcometh the world but he that believeth? And so there's that word again. Oh, can we just believe that God delivered me? Oh, can I believe that in the Bible, these miracles of, of touching the hem of your garment is relevant today, that I can just read this word and, and touch the hem of your garment, meaning touch the veil of the garment of God, that my prayers are being heard in heaven, that your prayers are being heard in heaven. That's what that means. You, can't, you don't need to touch the hem of God's garment, you touch or Jesus' garment or the Holy Spirit. It means that I'm in the presence of God and I'm saying, Lord, I just need a touch from you. Hallelujah. It's not just him. You touching it. You can touch it all day long, but if you don't have no intimacy with it, don't, don't spend no time with him. Don't expect nothing back. If you go with an empty cup because you've been through so much and he didn't empty you out, expect a refilling, expect a, a refreshing, expect a new anointing, expect an enlightening of the Holy Spirit in your, in your humanity, in the way you see things no longer just out of the natural eye, but you're guided by the Spirit of God and doors begin to open and possibilities and healing and deliverance even as we speak let it come forth because he says that you've overcome the world but you can know who is he that overcometh the world is Jesus and that which Jesus said that which I do I do because the Father has shown me and the God the Father has spoken well see Jesus is God so he said I have learned this from from the father and that which I taught you you call me Abba the father and so father has taught me the disciples have taught you the word of God by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit because this word is the spirit it's not just a word that you, it is a seed it's a word it's a seed of God that we're spreading life we're speaking life we're speaking hope we're, we're speaking and tearing down division and walls and anger and bitterness we're moving in the presence of the Holy Spirit of God that he says I've overcome so if he's overcome, you are overcomer. Hallelujah. But he told you, I gave you the power to do all things through Christ who strengthens you according to the power that also worketh in you. And so now we, we get to this lesson. This is he that came. So the important thing to understand is, is where Jesus came as blood and water, meaning he, he was born by Mary, Virgin Mary. He was born by the, what we call the Immaculate conception. In other words, he, he was not, Jesus was not born by uh, a, a man having sex with a woman and having birth and, and so, or going to adopt a child. None of that. This was by the angel speaking to Mary. And the same time that this was going on, the angel had also gone to Elizabeth and spoken to Elizabeth and told Elizabeth that she was also going to have a baby. And Zachariah, her husband, uh, uh, didn't believe it at the time. Now, that's two different Zacharias. And so that, that we're going to talk about, we're talking about Zachariah the prophet back in the Old Testament. But Zachariah, her husband, didn't 
believe. So did God shut his mouth. But Mary believed. She said, be it unto me. When you hear the spirit of God speaking to you the way it's speaking through this book, through this word, it's not uh, it's not Smith's word, word. It's the spirit of God. What you hear when you're teaching God's word, when you're enlightening people, when you're explaining things in the Bible to the, from the Bible to other people, it's not just your voice. It's just, I pray that it's the spirit of the living God that's moving through you because you are a child of God and he calls you sons and daughters. He calls you his children. He calls you his sheep. And so he says, this is come by, by, by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, but not by water and blood only, but by the spirit. So it's not by water only, but by water and blood. And so meaning that it wasn't just the spirit. Oftentimes in the water, we talk about Jesus coming out of the water. That was the Holy Spirit. That was Jesus coming up and the Holy Spirit appeared and the dove showed that, that of spirit, water and oil and fire always represent the cloud, always represent the presence of God. And so here, here we're talking about it is the spirit that beareth witness because the spirit is true. So we know now, let's go back for just a minute. Let me slow my roll. That's why I called Sister uh, 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 Willamay. I said, I've learned some stuff and I, I got to slow down because I thought I was just going to be able to add this into the other part and do it, split these two. No, no. So here's what, why I can't do it that way. He said the spirit bear witness because the spirit is true. When we talk about Abraham, as we did a couple of weeks ago and last week, Abraham, uh, that by his by his faith, he, Jesus, God counted it, God counted it as righteousness. And why did he count it as right? Because he believed. So, so let me give, take an example. You have some some trials and some tribulations. You, you may have to give up some things, but but Abraham had to take his son and 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 go in the mountains and go in the wilderness and go up on this plane, and there he was to lay his son, and his son said, but uh, I don't see no sacrifice. <laughs> and he says, uh, fear not, uh, there's a ram in the bush. God will provide. In other words, God is a provider. His word says, and so his word is true, because why? Because God is true. God is truth, and the truth is the righteousness of God, or let me reverse that. The righteousness of God is believing in the truth of the spirit and the word of God. So that faith that you hear, faith coming by hearing what? The word of God. So if I'm hearing the word of God, I'm hearing his truth. And his truth brings about the righteousness of how I am to live according to the word. So we call that righteousness. You are justified. In other words, God sent his son, sent himself, Jesus, in the, in the spirit that the word, the word, the word became flesh. The word became Jesus. The word became you. Hmm. <laughs> the word is you. Why do you say that? Because he, he took the scoop out of the earth and he created man. Then he said, man should not live alone. And he put... Uh, uh, Adam to sleep, and Adam goes to sleep, and, and in his womb, inside the, the man is a womb, is a place that God had created a woman, only God could do that, created, and, and within you knew that you were going to need a woman, I said woman, man needs woman, woman needs man, and so God created this as the perfect union, and says to us that, that this is right, and this is the right standing and the righteousness of God that I want you to live by. 
And so the word that Abraham obeyed that counted for, for, for righteousness is because he was willing to give up everything, including the son who he didn't have until he, even him and Sarah tried to mess it up. They messed up real bad. They went out here and had a had a had a baby, gave her his handmaiden, and had a had a I can't think of her name right now. Oh God help me. Uh but but uh oh my God. Ishmael. And, and so Ishmael's born and 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 God said, but that's not your heir. So the word is so perfecting. It's a purifying fire that you can't even hide from God. There's nowhere to hide. And so in this word, he said, the spirit bear witness because the spirit is true. So everything that we're reading in this Bible, you're believing to be true because it's the righteousness of God. It's the word of God. It's the, it's the, it's the spirit of the living God. And so it becomes the bread of life. Because when you eat of this, when you study it, when I mean eating of this, I'm talking about studying. I had a conversation at the sidebar with this that may help a little bit. And, and, and one of my uh, brothers who's, who's a powerful man of God, Apostle Mercury, said to me about the intimacy with God. He said, Seals, you got to have the intimacy with God. I say, I agree, totally, totally. I said, but there's another place. It's not just enough to have a relationship of intimacy, but we have to become even more obedient. We have to have a mindset. That, that it's not enough just to have a relationship, but I have to have a mind that's like a deer that penetrates after the water. I have to want the more of Jesus so that I can bear witness of the miracle work and power of God. And sometimes your suffering is what you go through. And I said to Sister Willa May, you can't teach what you never experienced unless you've gone through. And all of you, most of us on this line have gone through something. So you can share the miracle work and power of God. That's the good news that we're spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, because it is the spirit of God in you that you're speaking. And so whosoever believes in me, let's go down to, and let's go down to verse seven, for there are three that you mentioned, the father, the word, and the, and the, so that's God, the word is God, that's Jesus and the Holy Ghost. So, well, why do you, where do you get the word? Where, where does it say that the word is Jesus? Uh, you got to go back to John. I think it's in John 1. It says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was was God. The word was made, was with God. And then it says that the word was made flesh. And the flesh became Jesus. And Mary bore Jesus. Amen. For the angel told her she was going to conceive. And you will have the Messiah, the anointed one, the one who pours oil, the oil poured on him. He represents the oil, the two olive trees that are seen in Zachariah's vision. And we're going to go to that today so that I can show you something else that I learned. Even though I knew this scripture and always quoted it, I learned something new. And so, so here we have whosoever believes in me, John 7, 38, number B, gives us the assurance of whoever believes in me. Remember I said that hope is the assurance. He says, gives us the assurance. Whoever believes in me, it gives the assurance. This is the scripture, John 7, 38, gives us the assurance that who believes in me, as the scripture said, from the innermost parts of your being, that's that rivers of living water. I think I, I made a mistake and I put NIV. So I think you need to, if somebody looks that up for me real quick, I think this came out of the NIV, John 7, 38, NIV. The, uh, King James should read the rivers of living water in your belly. 
but but if I'm correct, the either way is talking about being the, the, the from the innermost being, being in your spirit realm is the spirit of the living God. And so you see this word, the flow of rivers, living water, uh, the, the innermost being is your spirit will flow rivers of living water. Within you is flowing the rivers of water. Within you is flowing the presence of God's word. With, and so the more you, you eat of this, the more you drink of this, the more you experience this relationship with God, the more likely you are to become obedient to the will of God. Amen. Because the, the mind, it, it becomes subject to the obedience of God in the spirit realm that your natural mind now will line up to be more obedient to the will of God because you know that you are the son. You are children of God. You're ambassadors. I, I say that every week. You got to know whose you are in God. And so I, I took a note from the references. I think this came from Gil's uh, uh Bible study notes that I have, uh, one of the commentaries, he says that God's words functions in us and through us because his spirit lives within every son and every daughter. And that's what I've been saying to you, that, that, that he that believeth overcomes. If you believe that Jesus is the son of the living God, that this spirit of God, it dwells in you. That's why he calls you the tabernacle. That's why he calls you that I, you are my meeting place. I, I have put my spirit into you. I created you in my image. What does Jesus look like? God looked like the Holy Spirit it looks like you. So when you see yourself, God is seeing himself in you, if you can believe that. That, that God didn't make no mistakes in his creation. And so let us get that clear that, that this word, God's word, God's seed, God's spirit functions in and through you because his spirit lives. <laughs> but there's, there's life. I am the way, the truth, and the life, and the light. I am whatever I am that I am, says God. And so then he goes on and he says here at verse B, he says, greatest weakness in the world, again, is unbelief. Fear is the opposite of faith. And so I went a little deeper with this and I, I took the scriptures out of the first uh, paragraph there and I looked them up, says, dear friend, let us love one another for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God. Did you hear that? This is, this is the spirit of God that's given by inspiration to these disciples that write this. That's John, in this case. They're saying to us that God has said that I should write, let, 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 let us love one another. The great commission, the great commandment he gave us is to love our neighbors as ourselves. To love the Lord thy God with all our heart, mind, and our soul, and, 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 and our neighbors as ourselves. The great commission is to go forth into all the nations, for I've given you power. All power has been given to me, and I've given you power to go and, and to teach and to baptize. So all of these things God has given to us because it's the spirit, it's the word, it's the covenant, it's the, it's the way that we should be living our lives. And so he says, dear friends, this is, this is John writing, dear friends. Now, this is this is this is. I believe this is Jesus' brother, John, that's that's writing this. And, and I'll go back and research because sometimes I get things twisted up a little bit. But, but I want you to know, dear friends, he's saying to you, let us love one another for love comes from God. For God is love. 
So if you say you love God, then you have to love other people. And you have, one of the hardest things with this, the opposite of faith is this unbelief, is unforgiveness. That's, that's the semen around your, your unbelief. Is, is unforgiveness is one of the things that's so, so very hard. I remember when I was writing The Tabernacle Dwells in You, 256 pages. I didn't write that. The Holy Ghost taught me how to write that. I don't know today. If you gave me a test, I probably would fail it on that book. But, 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 but I know what it means to be able to live it and to teach it. And I'm not nearly there, but I'm saying to you that the word of God says that let, let the love of God, everyone who loves is born of God, is, knows that God is God is love. And so in the in the Old Testament, it teaches us that God is love. That even he told uh, um, Joshua and, and, and told Joshua to certain things to do. And Achan was so disobedient that Achan didn't do what God told him to do. He stole some stuff and hid it and the whole nation. So things that we can do out of sin can mess up our whole families because we're not living this thing for the glory of God. And I, I've had to go back and apologize to my family, to my children, to, to my wife right now, the things that I've said maybe that have hurt her and, and, and asked her to please forgive me. I had to go to God and, and when I was writing the book, and this was back in 2012, uh, 2013, I think 2012, and, and the Holy Ghost told me, when are you gonna forgive yourself? If I've forgiven you, when are you gonna forgive yourself? Because guilt, is part of that unbelief. Guilt and these things that I'm sharing with you is what keeps you in your flesh and, and, and it binds you so that you cannot hear the will of God, nor can you obey the will of God. Therefore, you cannot do the will of God. You can't hear it, you can't obey it, and you can't do it. Because that unbelief is, is rooted into not trusting God or is rooted in unforgiveness, is rooted in bitterness. Those are the, the quicksand, that's the miry clay that he brought you out of. Daily, he said, die before me. Daily, present yourself as a living sacrifice. In other words, come before me on a daily basis and don't, and don't be satisfied with just a few minutes. Meditate on my, on my word. Wait on the Lord a bit. Let the word, let, let God speak to you. Just get out of the habit of just asking, 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 and say, Lord, what is your will for me? Forgive me, God, because I don't understand your will right now. And I thank you for all that you're doing. But God, make it clear. Write the, give it to me to write the, write the plan, write the vision. Write it so that I can tarry and wait on you, but wait knowing that it's coming. Hallelujah. And so this great weakness that we have is overcome by your belief in the word of God, by faith to believe. And so whoever does not does not know God, whoever does not love does not know God, because God is what? God is love. And he's forgiven you, and he's forgiven you so much that he let himself, Jesus, die on the cross to give you the gift of eternal life, to justify you, to pay the debt, which is called the propitiation. The propitiation means that there's a debt 
It's an accounting term that cancels out debt because something else had to replace it. And the only one that can impute that, impute is different than imparting. I can impart something by giving it to you, but imputing is having the power. Now, a judge can judge, but I'm talking about in the spiritual realm that, that Jesus is the judge that's sitting at the right hand of God Almighty. That's where the word justifies comes from, that he judged you, he set you free, justified you, that the glory cloud of God, that you would someday bring glory to God. God in your daily life by doing his will because you've been set apart, justified, separated from the miry clay of your bitterness and your unforgiveness, that swearing tongue, that alcoholism, that drug problem. I've delivered you out of it. I delivered you out of overeating. I delivered you out of doubt and fear. I delivered you out of the spirit of rejection. Whatever it is, God says, I've delivered you, but can you believe it? Will you receive it, Anton? Hmm. So, so, so even to be a, a transparent that I suffer with this dizziness, but I suffered 11, 12 years with constant pain. He delivered me from that. Now I'm believing God right now. I speak that which not as though it is because yesterday I was so dizzy I couldn't get up. But I'm speaking right now, right now, right now that God, even though I don't see it, I believe that in the morning, even the next second before I get off this podcast, that Lord, you will deliver me from the dizziness, from, from this uh, uh, lack of fluid of brain, the oxygen gets to my brain because of the pinching on the nerves and the muscle. I forgot the word for it, but, but it's, a, it's a medical term that says that the, the uh, vesicular vessels are, are cramped and the muscle and the oxygen doesn't get through and the nerve endings are causing the, the twitching of the nerves and the pain that comes and shuts off the flow of blood that causes you to be dizzy. It's not vertical. So I got to pray that God deliver me from that because that's power. And you speak power, speak God's word for your healing. Speak it into, do you know that the leopards, and, and this is important because he says, I am love. So if you're operating in love, do you know there's so much power in God's love that's in you that you can pray for people and they can be delivered? And Jesus gives you a demonstration of this. He said, there were 10 leopards that came unto me and, and only one came back. What's the difference, Anton? Something else that I never paid attention to. Didn't give it a lot of thought, but it, it's, a, it's a key word. That came back, but the ten got got cleansed. One, they obeyed God. And this is what I mean by hearing the word and being obedient to God. But it's another thing to love God and to trust God and and then to worship Him. So what these other nine did was they obeyed. They wouldn't got they got cleansed on the way. Some miracles are gonna come immediately. Some are gonna come on the way. Some may take years and time, but it's gonna come. He says, "Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. I'll strengthen your heart." Many of the afflictions, doesn't say that there won't be no afflictions. You know, he said, many of the afflictions are the righteous, but I deliver you. And so they, 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 they I hide you in a time of trouble, which tells you troubles come, but none shall come not. But it doesn't say that it, it won't overcome you because you've got this word, this spirit of God down on the inside of you. And it's allowing you to believe in the possibilities. The impossibles become possible. God doesn't do the easy stuff. He leaves that to you and I. He does the impossible. And so in the in this story of the love of God, that he knew that one of those leopards was going to come back. And that one leopard really represents having the gift of salvation and operating in the fullness of what God calls you to be. The others, again, everybody gets saved, don't have to worship God. Because everybody that got saved in the Old Testament when Jesus was walking around did not mean that, that they loved God. They did not mean that they loved Jesus. It, it didn't mean none of that. 
They just, many of them just came because they wanted the healing, because they they believed enough to get healed, but they couldn't live enough, believe enough to honor and worship him and adore him and keep his commandment. Look at the children of Israel. Look at Abraham. Look at Moses. Moses was a sinner. He knew the word of God, but he still killed a man. So you have people tell you, well, if you've been divorced, you've been through stuff, you can't be a good counselor. Why not? Who told you that? Who told you that one man, because his life has been so blessed that he could be married for 35, 50 years, doesn't give you the roadmap to a perfect marriage, that no one else can counsel people? That's not biblically correct. And it's not biblically correct because God has used all kinds of sinners and corrected them and brought them out to do the work of God. There ain't but one perfect man, and his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. But anyway, anyway, herein is love, not that we love God, but that love, but he loved us. He, you're not just loving God because you, he chose you from the foundation of time. He knew when he was going to call you. He knew when you were going to accept him. And so this word is so precious, brothers and sisters in Christ, that we have to and, and, and call it, it, it going to get to a word called engrafted. We have to be engrafted. And in, in other words, it, it's like a grate. If you take, and I didn't have this example before, if you take a grate of cheese, take a block of cheese in a grater, and you grate that, you scrape it across that, you scrape it across that some cheese and that cheese is going to stick. <laughs> it's going to go through. It's going to string. It's going to come out. But I'm talking about the engrafting where it gets caught up in there. It's, it's like the, the, the vine and the, and the roots in the ground and the, the vines of the tree that get wrapped around the fence and pull the fence. That God is pulling the fence down. It's pulling you away. It's pulling you out of the mire. That's what the power of God's word. That's what he means by engrafted by the Holy Spirit is that my spirit has taken over your natural mind. Hey, glory to God. Let, let me get back into here. He says, and herein is love. That's love, brothers and sisters. That's love. That's the power of love. It's infectious. It's not infectious in the, in the, in the fleshless and the familiar. It's not infectious with relationship of sexual. This is an agape love that God gives you that you can draw all men unto you. It's not you. It's the spirit of God. I love teaching God's word. I get frustrated because, Lord, I want more people to, to come and be a part of the class. And said, wait on the Lord. And the, the longer you wait and trust me and obey me, then, then he'll come through. It'll work out for his glory because it's his will. It's not my will. It's his will. And so, so he said, I loved you. I sent my son for a propitiation. In other words, I am the atonement, Jesus said. I atone. I am at one with God. So when you hear this word propitiation, it means a debt has been canceled and the debt was paid by Jesus. And so he sent his son to pay the debt for the sin of mankind. Mm, that's what propitiation is. It's something that had to pay and it's an accounting term that reconciles the debt of sin. So Jesus came into the world to reconcile the world, to bring us into oneness, atonement, oneness at one with God is what the Greek means in atonement, is in one with God, the oneness of God. That's why it's so important for the body of Christ to get to the place that we are one spirit, one body, one Christ, one love, one everything. Everything's about the oneness of God being in the unity of the body of Christ 
fitly joined together, like the bone and the marrow fitly joined together so that God can work us out and use all the different gifts. How do you use the gifts of God in the house of God if you don't welcome all the different gifts into the body of Christ? Ooh, Jesus. Anyway, but he sent his son and Jesus pays the price. That's on page, uh, that's on, that's on, that's number B1 in our scripture, John 4, 7 and 8. And that's down at verse uh, uh, 10. Here in his love. So the love of God is shown by the fact that Jesus dies and he calls it a propitiation. The propitiation means that the debt of sin has been canceled, that your debt, your, your slate is made clean, that I have set you free. Now, I don't want you to live this life of sin because I've set you free. Well, where we get mixed up in the world is we begin to doubt God and the mind, the natural mind wants pleasure. Sin can be fun until you get smacked in the face with the realities of the consequence of the sins and the falling away from God and the falling away from the grace and the mercy of God. And, 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 and let me just be careful in this, that just because you've not sinned, there's, every man has had some kind of sin. There ain't nobody on this earth because this mind thinks, mm, sweating like a book. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sweating. Because it's good. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go to the next part of this. And so so on page two on your handout, we're, we're still on page 165. He said, there is no fear in God. There's no fear in God. But he also tells us if there's if there's anything to fear, fear the presence of God, fear the power of God. That he's the only, only, only God. There's a whole lot of false God, but he's the only God that you should fear. Fear his word. Fear the spirit of the living God. Because there is a heaven and a hell. And you don't want to curse God. You don't want to be an abomination to God. There is no fear in love, but perfect love. So this fear, the, you can't say you love God and hate your brothers and sisters. That's a lie. And so we have to get past holding on to unforgiveness. You got, you got to let it go. For love, love is perfect. Love is forgiving. And all other things is trembling brass, but the love of God is everlasting. It's everlasting love. And he gives that to you and I, that we can cannot live with this unbelief that's rooted in the hate, that's rooted in the unforgiveness, that's rooted in the jealousy, that's rooted in all the schisms of man's natural thinking. That hinders you. Let me say that again. That the natural mind's job is to keep you from hearing God, from obeying God, and being able to do the will of God. That's why it's so important to, to understand that you, 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 you trust in God because you believe in his word, you believe in his spirit. And as we said early on, on the, in the first reading we did, let me go back to it for just a moment. It says that he that believes that Jesus is the son of God, we've overcome. We are overcomers because we believe in the son and Jesus. The living God. Mm. Amen. And so the spirit works through you. The spirit works in you. The spirit then therefore works all around you to change that the breath of God, the life of God. Let me get into that before this lesson is out tonight. And so verse, verse nine, he says, we love him because he first loved us. And so we're still in uh, one John four 
and, and 19. And, we're, and these verses will come back periodically. But there is, there is fear, no fear in love, because we love him because he first loved us. He first loved you. He loved you when you were still in your sins. We loved you when when it was when we were still in our nastiness. I, I was listening to a tape by uh, oh my God, uh, Angie Ray. Uh, uh, I think it was Apostle or Pastor Angie Ray. Uh, she was talking about different things, and she said, "With your nasty self," <laughs> and what she's talking about is the sin of man that we take God's word and we pollute it to fit our needs. And that's what the world is doing. The truth is being twisted. And, and thousands of people now, we've been getting vaccines since we were children. All my life, I'm 70. I knew at a, at a young age that my children, had to, as, a, as, a young, as a young father, had to be vaccinated to go to school. So this vaccine issue is not new in America. That's, that's, that's selfishness. That's, that's the powers of being people that have spread their lies and the hate and twisted so much from the truth of God's word that this healing that's taking place in America right now, it's not just man's ingenuity, it's the spirit of God. And I want to move on because I'm going to get stuck there. Word of God comes in, into operation and fear is cast out. That's why he said, that you're not, I did not give you a spirit of fear, but of love, joy, and a sound mind. Sound mind, sound in the spirit. That this word, by faith to believe in my word, that is true, and you can trust it. It's the right standing. It's my covenant to you. And so he goes on and he says, as, as I read, the world is filled with fear and torment and remorse and brokenness, but faith and love are your sure overcomers. And that's what I just spelled out. And that's what you know, Smith Wiggleworth in verse uh, 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 second paragraph one sixty five is saying. Uh, he's saying, and 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 who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So I just shared with you and pulled out some more scriptures to help us to see that we are called the sons of God because He loved us and He's given you power to cast out Satan. Cast out sickness, cast out disease, cast out evil, step on the adder's head. That's the devil. It's not you that has the power. It's the spirit of God that's given you the power. Because you without by yourself, you're nothing. We are nothing without God. Without this word, is our, it's a our solid rock. The rejected stone that I stand on is now the solid rock. That nothing can prevail. That's what he was telling Peter that nothing, nothing can prevail against the, the, I call it the rock, the church. Nothing can prevail against it. Things will come against it. Things will tear it down. But the spirit of the church, of the believers, there's always a remnant. <laughs> there's always a remnant. And, and so so let's take a look at, at 165. The word comes into operation and fear is cast out. Knowing the truth and rejecting the false. First Corinthians, as it mentions here, and, and he says here, as you come in line, Fear is cast out. The word of God comes into operation, and, and it's your bedrock. I'm going to get to that. That's number three on page uh, page two in, in your handout. The bedrock. All promises are yes and amen to those who believe. Hmm. So what are we believing? We're believing in one. We're believing that there is a God, and his name is God Almighty. His name is Yahweh, right? Jehovah, Elohim. 
His name is Messiah because it's Jesus. And so God, the spirit of God that's in you and me that made us is the bread of life. When we go to communion on first Sunday, we take a cup, we take the bread, the bread of life that represents Jesus dying on the cross. And we drink the little cup of fruit juice or wine. It represents the blood to remember these things that I sent myself the word that was made flesh for you because you were made flesh. I brewed my breath into some dirt and I made you. I created you in my image and my likeness. Somebody put your phones on mute. Hallelujah. Unless, unless you want to interject something, somebody wanted to say something. I hear somebody's car running. That's your wife. Um, so I'm putting it on mute. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I wasn't trying to bust you out there. <laughs> but hallelujah. Uh, and so, and, and God bless you. Glad you're there, sweet. I saw you. Uh, and, and we know that God's son comes. So verse uh, 2 Corinthians 1.20, we know that who was born of God, sin of not. But he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and that wicked one toucheth him not. And we know that we are of God, and the whole world lieth in wickedness. So your relationship, for we know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not. Now, let me be careful. Let me help you with this. Just because you're born again don't mean that you never sin again. You just don't do the same old sins. But you still have a sin nature until you leave this wretched body that, that Jesus says is like filthy rags. That's the natural man, that we were born into sin. Jesus is the only one that came that wasn't born through uh, the natural way of a man and a woman, but by the, 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 the uh, imputation of the word, the in the Holy Spirit, and by what we call the immaculate, the pure conception of the word of God spoken that brings life. Mm. And I shared with you, the angel told her, and she said, let it be done unto me. Well, Zachariah, when the angel told him, he said, that this can't be possible. So he hushed his mouth. That, that was uh, 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 St. John the Baptist's father. That was Elizabeth. That was her cousin. So, so uh, John and, and, and Jesus were cousins. John the Baptist was, so you and I are blood brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. Amen. We're all part of the same family if we believe God. That's why it's so important to love each other. I don't have to like you, but I still got to love you. I may not love what you do, but I try to love and respect everybody. And I'm, I'm working on it. I'm a work in progress. Amen. And so he says that the wicked ones toucheth him not. He that keepeth is begotten of God, keepeth himself. In other words, this word, when this word gets down in you, it will keep you. If God's word is a perfecting fire, if God's word is a perfecting work. Salvation is given as a gift, 
but there's always more to the to the to the journey of your life on this road of salvation. This this journey called life, your salvation is 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 dependent upon your intimacy and your relationship with God. You can say you are saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost and be filled with a whole lot of hell, whole lot of bitterness, whole lot of resentment, just evil. Don't want to share nothing with nobody, can't forgive nobody, but you say you love God. You have to check yourself with God's word. Because he says, and we know that the Son of God comes and have given us understanding. He says that whosoever is born of God sinneth not, but he that go is begotten of God keepeth himself. Go down to verse 20, where it says that was 18 and 19. He and and we know that we are of God. So you know that you're of God, and there, there's a separation. You can see what's going on in the world. You remember the stuff you used to do. And that's the wickedness that's in the world today. But he pulled you out of it. He sanctified you. He cleansed you. He snatched you out of the miry clay. And we know that the Son of God has come and have given us an understanding. And all I get and get, get an understanding. What is he saying? Understand that the Son of God has come to save me. The word, the word that he's telling us that if we believe that I've been saved for a purpose, for the glory of God, is that we may know him that is true. Who's true? Who To know him, who is him? It's God. It's Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit. It's true that I've come to save the world. We are in him that is true. In other words, the spirit, we're in his spirit, and his spirit is truth. He, that's, that's what this is saying, even in his son, Jesus Christ. So the truth of Jesus is in God and in you, because if you're in Jesus and God is in Jesus and you're in God and Jesus, you're in God. Let me say that again. If Jesus is in God and God is in Jesus and the disciples learned from Jesus because God was taught, Jesus was taught of God because he is God that comes in the, in the seed and becomes flesh and the flesh becomes, uh, the word becomes the flesh and the flesh is now subject to the spirit of the living God that created it. It says that I am the spirit and I dwell in my son and that which I teach of him that nothing can come out of his hand that he has hold of unless you just allow the enemy to come in to take over your life. They can't even have you. You, you got to have permission to even mess with you. That's the kind of power and the hedge of protection that he put around you that he says this true God is an eternal life. So he said, I've given you this truth that I've given you the truth that this word has promised you eternal life. But there's a caveat to that. There's a requirement, a prerequisite that says you must obey my word. You must have a relationship with me. You must love the way I love. You must treat others fairly. And so to the world, we're saying, get it right. Do what's right in the sight of God and not in the sight of man, regardless of titles. Do what's right. God convicted. We have enough power on this line that if we put that in the atmosphere everywhere we go and every day we pray, God, shift the atmosphere, shift it. There are enough people I believe that have been praying that this pandemic would break off of America. And now we're sending millions and millions and millions of, of and, and, uh, uh, injections that will be available to different countries all over the world because of the change of the leadership in the government. And we're still believing a lie because the world wants us to be satisfied and, and your ears are twickling and tickling, you're tickling your ears with nonsense and because you don't want to hear God. Ooh, God, today. You can see the separation and this, this moral correction of racism and all that kind of stuff. Sin is sin and hate is hate. 
And you know, America, y'all hate black people. You've always had that issue. And so we see it in full screen now all over the globe. It's the same hatred towards indigenous people, the Indian, the same hatred. It's a, yet we've got people in churches with all the roles and all the titles that can't stand nobody of color. What in the name do you think that is? That's not of God. That's not God's love. That's man's love. That's man's foolishness. And so the world is in, in conflict with God right now because this word is moving for us to overcome, to get to a new place in a relationship of truth and righteousness in America. One of the most powerful nations in the world because of the spirit of the living God that's free for anybody that wants to believe in the power of his might and his glory. That you can speak healing and deliverance if you can only believe. That you can end this pandemic if you can only believe. Glory be to God. That your headaches are gone, your dizziness is gone, your pain is gone, your marriages are being restored, your healing and the negative of your jobs are coming. You got to make decisions about what job you're going to take and how you're going to invest the money once you get it. Lord, give us godly wisdom. So that's, that's this word. That's this word. Your heart is the bedrock of faith. Now, there's two places in this. The solid foundation is the bedrock of the rock of salvation. It's the word, it's the, it's the spirit of the living God that, 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 that on this rejected stone, this cornerstone that was Jesus, that was rejected by the world, that, that Peter's God says to Peter that you are the rock because of what you have said about me, only God, my father, could have told you. So on, on you, I build my church, the solid rock. It wasn't on Peter. It was on the word of God, and the word of God is still standing today, and you're building whatever you're building for the glory of God. Let it be on the solid rock of his word. That's what the rock is, is his word. A sure foundation that will keep you, if even through the trials and the tribulation, it will keep you, it will give you a perfect peace if you allow it, if you can believe it. And there are times that I don't understand myself. It's not just a doubt. God, I'm just, I'm just tired of the pressure. But he said, just wait. And we say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And like, and like he says here, and when they could not find what they, the way, it says, Luke 15, let's go, your heart to bedrock, Luke 5, Luke 5, 19. And when they could not find by what way they might bring him, this is, this is, this is, this is a testimony of faith. That these men were bringing this man that was that was paralytic. They were bringing him before Jesus, and Jesus was in this house. And, and the story goes on that they couldn't get in the door because there were so many people. So they climbed up with this man on this on this uh, 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 I guess gurney, and they carried him up on this gurney, and they let him. They they ripped the top of the roof off, you know, clay homes or roofs made of hay and stuff. They pulled it off. And they lowered him down to the feet. This is saying Jesus, who had been touched by the him, who touched Mary, touched the him, uh, what was that? Uh, touched the him of his garment and, and said, if I can just touch him, I'm healed. That's the same Jesus that, that said, by your faith, you're healed. Now, they, they want, they believe so much that they just want to get this man before Jesus. That, it doesn't tell you whether or not this man believed or not. It doesn't tell you whether or not Jairus' daughter believed or not. It just said that they were healed, that he even brought her back from the dead because of the power of the faith of God and the faith that he gives you is his word the size of a mustard seed yeah. can you believe that 
And so he says, and when they saw, when he saw their faith, I'm at verse 20, Luke 5, 20 on page two of your handout. And I saw their faith and said to him, man, thy sins are forgiven thee. Get up and walk. I'm saying to somebody today, what you're going through, God is saying to you, get up and walk. Get up. Joe, if he could tell Joshua, who was wailing because he had lost the war, because I can, somebody caused the sin in the camp of Israel and the 12 tribes, and they found out it was Akron, and, and, and Akron had, had hidden things that he was not supposed to. He wasn't supposed to take the silver. There's some things that are going on in our life that God wants to separate us from. Allow it to let go of it. Let go of the bitterness. Let go of the anger. Let go of the pain. Let go of the past. I brought you forth for some new things. I don't want nothing the enemy stole from me. Because if he stole it, it wasn't for me to have. Because what God birthed in me now is some new wine. And some new wine skin. And old, you can't put uh, a new wine in old wine skins. I don't want that old man. I'm a new man in Christ Jesus. I want the newness of life. God, whatever it is, I, I want our children to know that, that they can come forth as new beings. I'm a new creature. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. I don't, I don't want the old back. I want the new. I want what God, I want to see the invisible become manifested because I can speak it into being because I believe God. I believe the power of his might, the power of his glory. Don't you? Don't you believe? And so Jesus, Lord, they, Jesus, he said, Lord, that then the angels brought sons into glory. He brought us into the glory. He's expecting us to live a life that brings him glory. If you can only believe, only believe, all things are possible if you only believe. That, that's, that's what he says. That's next week's chapter. That's 18 pages. Because this, this one, it's hard enough to, I don't know what next week, but Lord have mercy. And so, so look at number, Jesus said, lower than the angel, Hebrews 2 and 9. But was, we see Jesus, Jesus was made a little lower. So in other words, Jesus came out of the divineness of his glory and entered this realm of world because he is God and he's the visible, invisible God that becomes visible in Jesus. The word became flesh, the spirit of God. <laughs> has become flesh <laughs> to give us a road map of how to live this true life for the glory of God by believing in his word, which is the truth of the spirit of the living God. And so, and so he says here that, 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 that he says, but Jesus, who was made the Lord crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, could taste death over every man. In other words, he took our sins. By his death, he tasted the death of our sin. He tasted all of our sins and wiped the slate clean. Then he says, for, for it became him for whom are all things and by whom all things are. In other words, everything that was made, all things were made was by him and bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through seven, to make the captain of their salvation. The captain of your salvation is Jesus. It is God. It is the Holy Spirit. It's the, one, it's the word of God. It's the spirit of God. And it's true. And it's truth. And if you live by these righteous words of God, right standing of God, so he gives himself as a living sacrifice. My God. 
page three, born of God to to born of God to to overcome. Put up, put a new song in my heart. That's what he did. He gives you a new song to sing. That you stop whining and complaining about the same stuff. That give us a new song, Father. And for whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. We did it earlier. Is you have a victory. You've overcome. You've overcome, Jennifer. Elder Seals, we have overcome. Trust and believe it. Let's rejoice. Willa May Taylor, let's rejoice. Emma and Charlie, uh, Charlie May, let's rejoice. Clarence, let us rejoice. Clarence, in the name of Jesus, rejoice in spite of what it may look like. Rejoice because we believe that even in the midst of the fiery furnace, that my father is with me and he will never forsake me. He allows me to go through this, but I know that you're working it all out. Whatever it is, it will work out for the good, for the glory of God, that he will be glorified through your life. Others will see it even sometime before you do. But believe that God is using you right now to lead somebody else to Jesus, to speak healing, to change the atmosphere in your family. Because you, everything come out of you, let it be like the love of God. Let us pray and Lord change even our conversations that is filled with love of God in our hearts, that the Holy Spirit, the preeminence of your being in us, God, that just breathe life on every situation. I wanna close this lesson with something that, that I promised you and I, I realized time is going a little faster. Uh, if you give me a few more minutes, I, I really need to show this to you because it's not in your handout. If you have your Bible, go to Zechariah 4. Uh, and, and the reason I want to, and I hope you all can see this, um, I need to pull it up and find it for myself real quick. Um, where did I put it? It's not there. It's up here. Zechariah. Uh, and I was talking about the engrafting of the word of God. And so here's Zechariah. And so we, we're talking about, uh, we said overcome, whosoever believes overcomes. We, we're on page two. And below this, you, you don't have it on your sheet. I have it. He says, I am an heir of the promise, children of God, led by the spirit of God. Heirs, you are heir. In other words, you, you, you have a father who's the king of kings and the Lord of lords, who, and he told you that I've given you to the, the keys to the kingdom. I've told you that I've given you to know the mysteries of the gospel. In other words, the parables of the word of God will enlighten you. In verse uh, Romans 4, uh, 8, Romans 8, 14, 17, for as many are led by the spirit of God. The spirit of God is the word of God. They are the sons of God. So when you believe that he's the living son, you are living by the spirit of God. And so for we have not received the spirit of bondage and fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption. So you've been adopted into a, a fatherhood relationship. You're not a bastard child. You're not a castaway. You are the son and daughters of the living word of God. The spirit itself bears witness in our spirit. His spirit bears witness through you because you changed. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. Then if children and heirs, heirs of God, you're a joint heir with Christ Jesus. You are the children of the living God. And, and, and so he goes on and he says, for I reckon the suffering of the, the pain and the suffering that you've gone through, the misery of waiting on the Lord is not in vain. I have tempered you though. I have let you go through the fiery furnace and I'll bring you out and I'll give you a fresh anointing. I'll enlighten your eyes to see the glory of God moving in your family, in your children, in your neighborhood, in this country. I'll begin to give you visions that other people won't even have because I've given you to see the power of my glory. Because you have overcome it, if you can only believe. 
Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. And I'm going to close with this and open next week with this because this is really powerful. Because when you understand what God is saying to Zachariah and put yourself in the place of Zachariah, because you're sent here to do the work of God. And Zachariah was challenged and he was beginning to doubt. He was had to rebuild the walls and the places that uh, of Israel. And he says, the angel who talked to him, they said, notice this in Zechariah, get your Bibles and look at it. the golden lampstand and the two olive trees. I'm, I'm going to close up in a minute, I, but I want you to catch this. He says, he says, uh, Zechariah 4, you have to read uh, Zechariah 3 too, but the, right now, just he said that the angel who talked with me returned. So in other words, when you have a relationship with God, don't expect just a few encounters. Expect to hear from God. Expect, get in a place of expectation. Get a prayer life where you expect to get a notepad and, and write things down when you're praying. He'll give you revelation that you didn't have before. He'll give you visions and speak things that somebody else come and say something else. And you're like, what the heck? Oh my God. What? Yes, it will happen that way. For what do you see? He said, what do you see? And they answered, I see a solid gold lamp. Well, in the Old Testament, in the, in the Old Testament where the, uh, uh, the tent was, there was the tent called the tabernacle. And in this place of the tent was the outer court, inner court, and a holy court. And so what they had to understand is when you came into the holy court, there was a separation. You brought your sacrifices to the outer court. The world today is in an outer court relationship with God. You're in an inner court relationship because right now you're in a heavenly place with God. You're at the place at the table where the bread is set out for you. It's the showbread of life. You're at the table of life. You're at the candle of the oil of God and the presence of God. It's the light of God. It's the, the candlestick of God with the seven candles who represent the seven churches, which represents the pastors in the church of the living body of Christ today. And so I put you in this place at the altar is where you ought to be. And But the lamp of the oil wasn't there just in that. The oil in the lamp is what they always had to clean and keep it going because the fire that came from heaven that lit the, the lamp in the first place was lit the fire in the altar of sacrifice where they cut up all the animals and put the sacrifice. And that fire came from heaven and it set it on fire and they brought the, the, the flame from that and they lit the incense on the table. The crushing represents the bruising of Jesus in your life. The beating down of everything that you've gone through. That this light, this lamp of God is the oil of the river water that's in your body. It's the rivers of living water. He said, but what is this that you see? He said, I see uh, two olive trees. Now there was no two olive trees in the in the old tabernacle. So what is he telling us? That the now you have to understand that because of this relationship, because I rent the veil, that this oil that runs that you don't have to go to nobody else but Jesus, that you don't have to expect nothing else from anybody else but Jesus, because I am the son of the living God, and I have separated, I have ripped the veil from top down, and I have emptied my spirit into you, that the Holy Spirit now, in the upper room experience, in the Isha Karasha, the Holy Spirit that gives you the tongues to speak and to teach and to pray, it has asked the angel of God, asked him, what is it that you see? And he said, I don't know, and I don't know, Lord. And he said, I've given you the power, Zerubbabel, to go forth, and to do the work that I've called. I've given you power, brothers and sisters, on this line. And whoever hears this teaching, I've given you supernatural power. If only you can believe that I've given you this power for my glory. I've given you this power to go forth, not by your might, not by your power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. It is the spirit of the living God Almighty that's in you and gives you the power to overcome, that gives you strength, because it's the spirit 
It is the breath of God. It says right here in the name of Jesus. I want you to catch it. I want you to get nothing else from everything I can teach and share with you. Understand that this is saying that this is the word of God. It is the spirit of the living God. It is the spirit of the living God. The spirit, the breath of God that he blew into you when he created you is called Ruah. It's called the Ruah. Ruah. It is the breath of God into creation. You see it in Genesis 1 that everything comes out of the voice. He speaks and the red seed that open and all that he experienced and it's the dead bones in Ezekiel that come alive. He's telling us that we can speak to every situation because you've been predestinated by the purpose of his glory to be in this generation to speak hope and life to your family. And that's what this lesson is all about. Oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. You'll be glorified, God. For whom he knew he predestinated to be conformed, you conformed to the image of God. That's what this word does. It's not literally that you're walking around floating in heaven or not. But he said, I've given you revelations and great works that the image of God, the presence of my power that's in you, that you can speak my word because I sent you as my ambassadors. I sent you as my children. You are my sheep. Hear my voice, saith the Lord. Truth is God's word. Faith to believe and trust will set you free. I'm going to end on that. Oh, God. Because God has given you power according to the power that worketh in you. You can see that in Ephesians 3 and 20. Now to him. Now to him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or even think according to the power that worketh in you according to the power that worketh in you god is telling us that we can do all things through him if you can only believe if you can only believe so i rest with that and leave it understanding that you're engrafted in this word and you've been purified by the word of god and we'll pick it up from there and go into the engrafting and the purifying into chapter 17 next week. But I thank God for you. I thank God for each one of you. I pray you got something out of this today. I pray God will continue to bless you and anoint you and use you mightily. In Jesus' name, I thank you. I thank God. Father, I thank you. I thank you for the word. I ask you to forgive me, God, for my shortcomings my doubts, my fears. Don't mind weeping before you because I'm before the Lord. And I just want you all to feel the presence of God. That you're not ashamed of this gospel of Jesus Christ, that there's a reason he has put us all together for his glory. So let your lives be glorified by joining and drawing closer, draw closer and become a member of the fellowship of God's band of soldiers on the battlefield for the Lord. Have a spirit of Davidic spirit to fight this good fight. Have a faith that Abraham that says, I believe and trust and obey his word. Wherever God sends you, whatever God speaks to you, obey it. Lord, I thank you for this class. I thank you for the, uh, I thank you for my wife. I thank you for her willingness to stand by my side through all that I have gone through. Lord, I love her and I thank you for every day. I thank you for Willa May, oh God, and Sister Charlotte May and, and Emma Scott, God. 
I thank you for, uh, for their love of God and for their willingness to sacrifice Clarence Brown, sacrifice his lunch to be on, uh, on this class. Oh God, I thank you. I thank you for James Young, who's not with us right now. But I thank you for every member, every person that has listened to this class. And Lord, I pray that you will continue to be pleased in something that I'm doing that you'll be glorified. And everyone that hears this word might thirst tomorrow, not because of anything but other than the spirit of the living God moving through them to be like that dead dependent after the water. Lord, bring us to that still place in you, oh God, so you can feed us, oh God, that we can hear your voice. Close our eardrums or anything else in our natural mind to hear the voice of the living God in our inner spirit to take over this natural flesh. That we're subject to be obedient to the spirit of God. He said, whosoever shall believe that you are the Jesus is the son of the living God. We are overcomers. I thank you for your being overcomers in Jesus' name. God bless you all. Peace of God be with you. See you next week. If you could get on Thursday, we have Pastor Gay Chisholm who's gonna be our guest speaker um, this Thursday at seven o'clock. And we're looking forward to hearing from her um, and her message, oh God. And, and, and I think her message has to deal with, um, I'll tell you in just a second, uh, planting seeds of peace in our children. And Pastor Gay Chisholm, Pastor co-pastor co Chisholm and uh, Pastor St. John Chisholm, Gifts of God Ministry will be our guest this Thursday at 7 p.m. Uh, we'll be back on this podcast. If you're interested, you can contact us. We'll send you the link. You can be live with us or watch on Facebook. God bless you. Peace of God be with you. I've enjoyed your presence. Thank you for sticking with me uh, these 16 weeks. God bless you. See you next week, week number 17. Y'all did this to me, Sister Willa Mae Taylor. Y'all did this to me, Sister Emma and Sister Charlie. <laughs> y'all did this to me. Y'all, y'all, y'all. You know you're going to have me weeping before people on, on this. <laughs> You did this to me, Jennifer, all in prayers you be praying, girl. <laughs> I love you all. God bless you. Peace of God be with you. Thank God you bless so you, kid. God bless you. God bless you. <laughs>